Hi. Welcome back Welcome to Creeping Around. It's uh, me here. I'm going to tell a story. It's Ashley. It's Ashley there. Yeah. There's Ashley. Well, oh, and who are you guys at my table here? It's me, Meg. It's me, Kaylee. We're here. All right. At the kitchen table. At the kitchen table. New setting. We are just improvising because I have a lot of shit in our office right now. I'm in transition mode. Office mode. Office mode. So we're we're improvising and uh, having a little kitchen table talk. Love some flexibility. <laughs> it's been a really fun ride. I feel like we're doing really good in Oregon as far as like getting our flow down and we've got, you know, really. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting we're planning our next field trip. So, yeah. yeah. Talk about that. Can't wait. Yeah, so anything before we start? Any updates? Um, you know, I got nothing. Did you tell Kaylee your news? No. Tell Kaylee your friggin' news. You have something. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, since you guys are not in a room with us, Meg has shown off this giant ass rock on her finger because she was I propositioned. Recently, yeah, <laughs> been betrothed to Andy. So. so now both of my besties are getting married this year. These two lovely ladies of this, not like this year, but like they're getting married as of, this you know. Year. We've been taken. Yeah. Claimed. They're claimed, if you will. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. Finally. (laughs) It wasn't so much of like an ultimatum system, but it is like, basically, I'm I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was ready and I wasn't expecting it at all, but it was just right time. I said, yeah. I have a little bit of trouble believing that it was the right place, but, you know, right time, sure. Right time, uh, the right place was on top of a mountain, even though I was upset about the climb there. (laughs) And I was really just caught off guard, but, you know, I was on a mountaintop. There's flowers everywhere. It was a nice time. Nice time. What's the status of your replacement ring? Um, My replacement ring, my order is confirmed right now. That's all I know. Okay. I should get it sometime in the late summer, but I I also have to get this ring, you know, adjusted as well. So maybe by the time I get that ring in the mail, I'll have everything I need to send this other wing. This crazy giant rock on my finger back and I'll have it adjusted. Were you involved in the process of your ring buying at all, Kay? No, not at all. Did you like it at first? Like it was your taste? Yeah, he did a really good job and he did it by himself. So I was really surprised. But my first instinct is I said, thank you. Twice. So, I was happy with it. Uh, yeah. My story is not very romantic, so uh, we'll just go ahead and skip it. But I love her ring. It's so pretty. That is pretty. It's very, it's like... very sparkly. It's just so sparkly and pretty yeah. and just... Thank you. It looks like it has some uh, dark blue dye on it, possibly, so hopefully Ooh, not. That is exciting. Keep us posted. It'll do. Well, uh, there's jewelry polish for that, I'm pretty sure. Home. It'll be yeah, fine. just, like, rinse it off a little bit. Or no. I didn't wear the glove on this hand. Why, Why would you? you? I think a pimp tried to talk to me in the grocery store. He told me he was what I was looking for in the meat department. Ooh. In the meat? Wait, okay, hold on, wait. I need to clarify. Did he say that 
he was what you were looking for in the meat department? Or did he say he was what you were looking for while you were in the meat department? Because either way, I love it. I was on the phone with my mom. And I don't even know what I'm <laughs> looking course. for right now. And he comes strutting up. Here I am. You were looking for me. Oh. oh, I later learned when I was checking out that his name was Ken. Ken. What a gentleman. His girlfriend wasn't super stoked on the whole thing, all things considered. But uh, he was quite the flashy man. And uh, Ooh. I just skedaddled on out of there. What kind of shoes was he wearing? I need to know. You know, I don't know, really. But he had white shorts on with the oh, white weed shorts and... Um, I don't remember what kind of like button up top, but then he had like this big jacket type thing that went over it and a white like golf hat. Oh, he had a whole vest on. He had a whole setup going on. I don't remember the shoes, but I mean, I can now understand why the whole getup was a distraction in itself. Here I am. You're looking for me. (sighs) Okay. I mean, Thanks, Ken. I didn't know his name at the time. Thank you. Oh, okay, I was looking well. for a turkey chub. They didn't have it. A turkey uh, chub? Yeah, like the cylinders of meat. It's called a chub? Yeah, called a chub. Is that where that comes from? Yeah, like if you buy a hamburger chub? No, I mean like a penis chub. Like I a got show? No, like people say like they get a, like they're getting a chub on, you know? No, I did not know. I guess I have a construction worker for a husband. Getting the chub on. Oh, I've heard so many different ways to describe it. I have two, mm. but never that. I just think meat chubs. Meat chubs. I didn't <laughs> know that that was what that was called. I just thought it was like a packet of meat. Well, like they have the packets in the okay. styrofoam. Okay, yeah. But this, yeah, if they're in like the cylinder with the little like metal ties at the end. <laughs> yeah, they're called chubs. You. You learn something new. The more you Every, know. The more you friggin' know. What did I learn today? Someone will probably say I'm wrong. But at least around here, and what I've always been taught, is they're chubs. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with chubs. it. It's, it's now signed into basically law in my brain. So. It is 100% called a meat chub. Google confirmed it. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what we were actually here for. I should probably tell you about Bend, Oregon. So Bend is like crazy beautiful. Well, it's just like so pretty. It's out in the middle of the woods. It's in central oh, Oregon. I thought you were talking about <laughs> No, it's so pretty. So pretty. I love Bend. Bend, Oregon. Very haunted. Very pretty. Kind of a wild past. The town won't talk about it and confirm the past, even though there's a lot of different evidence, which I'll talk about, that it 100% was a brothel town. For sure. For sure. But if you ask anybody who, like, works for the city, they're like, nah, dog. It's 100% not a brothel. We've never even heard the term sex worker, and I think you should move along. Why are they so, so stuck up? Um, I don't know. Maybe because a lot of the money to fund the town came from those brothels, so they probably don't want to, like, talk about it too much. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the brothel back then. To the, pe- to the people who were super pure. This area was one of the first places to actually go through prohibition because it was such a puritanical area and like there was two sides to the town you know there was the side with the brothels and bars and rowdiness and like all the gambling and then there was the side that was like you know we are better than you 
<laughs> that is what it is. It is what it is. So the town is really into their paranormal past, which is weird. And like their paranormal, what they got going on as far as the ghosts in the town. They really, they really milk it. Kind of like St. Ignatius, you know, the town goes bananas for a ghost tour. Ah. Uh, hmm. How many different ghost tours are there there? There's quite a few, but the main one is run by the Deschutes Historical Museum, and it's actually one of the stops on the tour as well. Ooh. Bend was established in 1905 in Deschutes County, and like I said, it is in Central Oregon. Native Americans used to use this area because it's so lush with forest for, like, fishing and hunting. And then settlers, of course, came in, and they saw how nice it was and decided to build a sawmill. Mill. Of course they did. Sounds about <laughs> right with our history. Of course. Like, oh man, it's so beautiful and wooded. Let's cut it all down. Let's cut it all down. Get it out of here. Bye, trees. <laughs> and we're going to make a profit, too. And we're going to make money. The name actually refers to the location on the Farewell Bend on the Deschutes River. Have you ever gone tubing? Yes. It's been a long time, but... The Deschutes River, I vividly remember it is the one river I've ever been tubing on, and it was so fun, but so cold. Sounds fun. All the ghosts. Summertime. All the ghosts. Yeah, it was It was so beautiful, and it was so long. It was freezing cold, but it was really fun. Field trip time. Field trip time. Yes, that'd be so fun. That would be the... I wonder if you yeah. can wear, like, rain pants. Maybe, like, a wetsuit. That's Snow what I'm looking pants. for. Snow pants. There you go. Do Why you... do you need pants on in the river? Because it's cold. I just said that. <laughs> well, we'll go when it's warmer. Yeah, when we're in August. But then, like, against the hot on your skin, on a your friend's blanket. skin, a foil blanket. <laughs> yes. I will cook Actually, like a potato know, on the river. some pants. I won't say a damn thing. I will, but that's okay. <laughs> she will be the only one that's not sunburned. I mean, I already have the long sleeve, you so. Sleeve, you just need the long I have, uh, I have my like rash guard for my bathing suit already so you're perfect already good to go and i wonder why i am still see-through why can't i tan (laughs) stupid sleeves stupid sleeves but yeah uh just a side note for you guys to put in your back pocket a piece of information that the first meeting as a town they pointed at a man named A.H. Goodwillie and were like, you're mayor now. So He didn't even sign up. He didn't even sign up. So, like, how do they... Hold on, though. If he was just like, no, guys, I'm not going to do this. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think they have to. Like, I think they, they call it a name. Goodwillie! And you are has, mayor. Brothel time. What if he time. a terrible job? Well, what if he's a manly man? Like, he's back got, in the day, they men wanted power. He probably had the biggest like mustache. Or the biggest willy. Yeah. Do you grow big willies and mustaches if you're not very good at your job? I don't know. Isn't, Probably. Isn't that... <laughs> right? I think that's what big dick energy refers to. Look how good at my job I am because I have a big penis. And a mustache. And a mustache. You can't have a mustache if you're not good at something. I don't understand. That's okay. May we don't write the rules. We just follow them. You're right. Gosh. You're right. I'm scared to learn. <laughs> I might have questioned things. <laughs> oh, back on track. 
<laughs> the Deschutes Historical Museum is said to be haunted by two different ghosts. The Reed School was the original name of the building. It was built in 1914. It was named after Ruth Reed, who was the first principal of the school. The building remained a school until 1979, and then it transferred ownership to the Deschutes County for use as a museum. And it doesn't say exactly how that worked out. What it seemed like is that the Deschutes Historical Society was looking for a historical building and they were like, the school is what we need. And so they kicked them out and said, find a different building. We're going to use this now. I'd be curious uh, if there was other schools built around there by that point in the 70s. I think there was at least one. One? Yeah. I bet it was a bit outdated, huh? Well, this one, they, like, refused to give them any money to update it, so that way they would get the building. So Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Who cares about the children? Not I. Nope. Not Oregon. <laughs> Not Oregon. Especially because one of the uh, ghosts was actually a child, oh. or I guess still is. Creepy. It's very creepy. Kid ghosts are not my jam. If there's anything you would have learned about me by all these episodes now, it's that I don't like children ghosts. Not on board. I wish I could say the same thing because I really don't want to because they do creep me out a little bit. But it's probably because all I do is work with children. Yeah. I'm used to that anyways. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess... What would you be more scared of in the night? A child or an adult ghost in your room? Well, that depends on the motive of the ghost. I don't really want to eat any movies. of the above, though. I really don't want a ghost coming in. <laughs> well, what about you? Okay. Which, well, which would you rather have, saying howdy? I mean... A child or an a adult? A child or an adult? Um, kids make me uncomfortable generally anyway, so... Maybe that's why I'm usually very uncomfortable around them. Yeah. Uh. I'm fairly uncomfortable around adults. There's a reason I work with children. Makes sense. That makes me... Yeah, that makes sense. After work this week, I am also uncomfortable around adults. Yeah. And I think I might need to retreat under a rock. Come work with some children with me. (sighs) If only her face was visible right now. It was very much on board. Exactly what I wanted. On on that note, (laughs) one of them is a child. She is, is assumed to be a student. And because of how she's dressed, it is assumed that she's from the 1910 to 1920s, which is the influenza outbreak. Mm, So a lot of kids died. She's estimated to be like between 8 and 11. And um, they refer to her as Margie based on a recording by an employee. They just kept repeating that name in the background. Margie. Margie. And she just runs through the halls uh, and giggles and that's a nope for me. That sounds like a little kid ghost thing to do. Freaking Margie. And I just think if I'm if I hear like the it'd be the giggle. Yeah. I do kind of expect or just feel like something menacing is going to come from afterwards. Maybe not from said child ghost. Oh. But it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Well, the other one, just in case you needed a older male 
involved in it. Of course. Uh, <laughs> bring, it bring them on. Bring them on, yeah. I'm way more comfortable with an older male. Yeah, we have an older male and a child. Mm-hmm. This older male is named George Brosterhouse. He was a contractor who built the original Reed School. He was working on the third floor and fell into an open stairwell and... That was the end of that. That's so embarrassing, dude. I know. So, Kaylee, now that you are here, just know that the one way that Meg and I never want you to tell people how we died is falling into a hole. It doesn't matter what is in that hole. If it's falling into a hole, just make something up. Do you have plans on just, like, adventuring into a hole? You know me. I just, I was just curious why. But why would it be a secret? uh, Because it's so embarrassing to die by falling into a hole. I guess it depends on how deep the hole is. Because I mean, yeah, Yeah. if you die falling into a foot and a half hole, I will make something up. But if you're just like standing and the ground just open up beneath you, yeah, you just fell into a fucking cavern of a hole. Yeah. How do I want to make something? How do I make that up? That's true. Falling downstairs into a hole is just embarrassing. What was the original one? It was the lady. She, I think, the floor did open up and she fell through it. She's fell. It's so bad. I don't know. Just yeah, I don't want to fall into a hole and die because at least I don't want people to know that that's what happened to me. Obviously, you're gonna become a ghost that fell through a hole, and like everyone knows, that's why you're there. We'll be the ghost, the whole ghost. They're gonna make so much fun of you, man. Right now, it's like dying with your pants off. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Who wears pants? (laughs) Well, his uh, spirit is said to remain in the building and just causes a bunch of mischief. He is said to move or take objects and open the doors and the staff get along with him like really well and they'll call out to him when they lose something and be like George can you help me find this thing and he's like bet and gives it back to them oh that's so sweet Would yeah I don't know they're just clumsy what a nice ghost exactly he's a nice he's guy like, I've always got my eye on you guys I know where everything is. Yeah, no rape or murder for this guy. I need a finding ghost. Keep track. Yeah, (laughs) I need a ghost like that in my life who finds my missing things. Uh, I don't care if it's an adult or a child. At that point, not at all. They can also hear him walking around the third floor, and they just write every strange thing off as a George moment. So I'm sure there is no end to the building code violations there. That they're just something falls off the ceiling, and they're just like George moment. Ah ha 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 ha. Not oh, really? like this building is falling apart. Aww. No, I'm just guessing. Okay. Yeah, that, that was just a, a goof on my part. But I guess you guys are probably wondering how they know it's George, right? Like, sure. that's the number one thing on your mind right now. That is. Tell me. Yeah, I'll tell you. So a girl came in and she was going to be playing an instrument. I believe it was. Oh, she's a pianist. Sorry. Anyways, she was coming in to play some music and then decided decided to walk down the hall to go to look for the restroom. And she came across a man and they started talking. And then later, she, like he just left after they talked for a second. And then later when she was leaving, she saw the pictures on the wall from the original construction group and George Brosterhouse was there. And she's like, hey, I just talked to that guy. 
And she's like, nah, you didn't. And so that's how they know it's George, is because somebody legit saw him and pointed him out by picture and face. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was pretty interesting. Was he just giving her info or special deets or what? I think he was just, just chatting her up, just saying, what hey, up, girl? what up, girl? Nice day. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I know it is. What's the bathroom at? So I'll move on and I'll tell you about a very interesting character who I can only describe as a larger than life man. In 1916, Hugh O'Kane built a multi-purpose building Mm. for retail shops, a theater, some offices and an apartment building. And multi-purpose buildings were hot at this time. Everybody needed one. Mm hmm. Some small towns still do. Oh, yeah. I I love a good multi-purpose building. There's one in Whittier, Alaska that just has the entire town living in it. There's no other, like, accommodations. Yeah, I've heard of that place. And, yeah, it's weird. That is weird. Essentially, <laughs> the town of Albion, well, I think they might have, like, one other building, but otherwise they're multi-purpose building. Where's that at? Um, It's about 20 minutes northeast of Pullman. Weird. So it's kind of close to Idaho. It's kind of close to Idaho, but it's like in that weird midway point. So Pullman is about 10 to 15 minutes from the Idaho border. Mm-hmm. So like Albion is north. So it's northeast of it. It's like yeah. in the middle, but a little bit higher up. Oh, okay. Huh. That makes sense. They don't have a school there. Well, it used to be a school, but they don't have a school there anymore. Do they homeschool or do they just not have children? They bus them to Pullman. Bus. That's a big commitment, Mass. Home bus, right? That is. Oh, my gosh. I would probably just be like homeschooling. That's too early to get up in the morning. Yeah. This uh, was the third attempt of this guy to get a building. The first two just burned down. And it's the first two in this area because this guy came from basically everywhere. He originally was from Ireland and was just like a resourceful interesting and also gigantic man like he was close to I think 300 to 400 pounds he was huge big dude dude. he illegally immigrated into the US as a stowaway on a boat that was bound for New York how do you hide someone of that size that's what I was curious of like where did he where did he go how many suitcases were sewn together I guess he was a little boy at this time so okay yeah makes more sense but he... <laughs> how many suitcases he got there? Just one. That looks like seven. One piece. One piece. It's just a lot of tape. So he really pulled himself up by his bootstraps, though. He was a tailor, sailor, miner, manager, horse trainer, mule packer, and a whole shit ton of other things. Multi-purpose man. Multi-purpose man. Yeah. He uh, made his first fortune mining in the Black Hills, and he lost every single penny of that $50,000 fortune that he made gambling. That's a lot of money back then. He lost every single penny of it. He just wasn't good at it. No, terrible. Bingo. That's how I I feel with bingo. I will never win, but I will always love to play. $50,000 in 1910 is the equivalent to $1,600,668.42 today. Holy shit. He was a millionaire. He was a millionaire. And that would have, especially in that time, that would have lasted him his whole life. His whole life. 
Wow. Oh, my God. So there he started over, though. I will give him this. He didn't get all that money and then was like, I'm too good to start back at the bottom. After that, he packed supplies for miners. So they would pack up their stuff and send it via donkey ahead of them with this guy. Mm-hmm. When they knew they were going to be moving on, they would send their shit early and then they would just follow behind. Hmm. He also started managing several pro athletes. And then that was after he left the U.S. So he somehow got back in. It's all very fuzzy on how that happened. But, you know, records in the 1900s. It actually never said. I think it was cricket because that was like what the pro sport was at that point. Just based on like the process of elimination or it was jockeys because he was really into horse racing. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the two. I can't remember which. And like I said, it was kind of hard to like find all the records because this was the 1900s. And this guy was an illegal immigrant. So, you know, not the most accurate of the records. I'm so obsessed with Maya right now. I know she's so I'm trying to keep her really chill because as everybody who re- like listens knows Maya is the least chill ever. She has no She wants you. But yeah, anyways. So he came back to the US after he followed the athletes around and decided he's ready to settle down and get married. He needed somebody to take care of him. And he opened a huge hotel in Idaho. Somehow managed to like just choose Idaho and And then his wife was just left to take care of the hotel because he decided that he had to go around the country and support racing horses and train racing horses. He had a bigger calling than his wife. He really did. But she just managed the hotel and did a great job. She, it was very successful. He finally returned to her around 1903 and was just like, hey, I want to be married again. Let's, let's hang out. Actually, while we're hanging out, though, I need you to pack all your stuff because you're moving to Oregon, you know. Did he have another venture ready for her? Like your- he did. He was opening up another hotel. Did she just forget that she was married to him while he was gone? Yeah. And he came back and she, she was like, She had her whole life. Like, she had this community and was really happy in Idaho. And he just came back and was like, oh, yeah, no, we're moving now. And she was like, oh, okay, well. And who are you? Yeah. And it, it, she had to do it because it's like the 1900s and they're married. And I guess, you know, but whatever. It was stupid. Stupid. Sorry, girl. Stupid. Sorry, lady. But he gave her another hotel and then it burned down. And then he gave the second building. I can't find any information about what it was because it burned down really quickly after it was built. So it just kind of didn't have any information. But he was a huge businessman. So I'm sure there was some kind of business that was already going out of it. The historic building, the third one that he built is still in use. The O'Kane building. There's still shops there and offices and people still use it. And you can still hear his footsteps walking through because they're really heavy. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, and um, he also is quite the cigar smoker, so you can smell, like, cigar smoke around. And it said that strange lights flicker on and off. And there's also some voices, deep voices around the building. So he's still there, which makes sense because, you know, it was his, it was his final... That's his place. Yeah, he finally got his multi-purpose building. Yeah. It was also said that the doors on the cupboards miraculously got stuck as if they were all being held shut. And aberrations have been seen in, like, the basement area. It's always the basement. It's always the basement. 
Basements are just they're they're for no good, you know. You know, I hate basements, and I think it's growing up in Washington that makes me really hate basements because we don't have a lot of them. And my dad handmade our basement; it was extra. That's he's extra creepy. I mean, there's a lot of spiders down there. Spiders. That's why I don't basement. Yeah, we don't even have a basement. I hate basements. You have a basement? No. But one of the requirements for Phil's move, if when we win. Stupid. When we move back to the Midwest, is that we have to have a basement. And like, I partially am okay with it because tornadoes, but... Tornadoes? I also hate it because they flood consistently because they just, like, randomly flash flood. The sky just opens up and dumps gallons and gallons of water. Yeah, basements are tricky and, like that, man. Yeah. I get it. And also, I feel like I'm going to be murdered in my basement. If I'm ever murdered, it's probably going to be in my basement. Of course. So, so it can be haunted. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That is it. You guys, light bulb moment. We solved a friggin' mystery. Call us Scooby-Doo over here. Scooby-Doo. Yes, I love it. We'll talk about one more fella. William P. Downing. Now, I will just let you guys know that when I first started this episode, it was based on just researching the Downing Building. Mm -hmm. And I ended up seeing that there was so much more hauntings in Ben that I couldn't just have it at one little building. But I wanted to make sure that I at least included it in here. Okay. Since it's what started the journey. Is it multi-purpose as well? Uh, he was a very multi-purpose guy. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the purpose of his building because Can't wait. the second purpose was sexy. Oh. So he was another founding member of the Ben business scene. He actually came over from Minnesota and started catering lunches to mill workers. So he got really, really popular because they were cheap and they were good, um, and he was always had them. So he ended up being really well-known and then was able to open up a restaurant on Bond Street. Uh, his true goal was to actually open up a hotel, and so finally, in 1919, he was able to save up enough money and build a hotel, which was done with construction in 1920, and it finally opened. Although... Immediately, uh, it was part of the rumor mill because Bend was really well known for having scandalous activity and for being a stop through with tons of brothels. Well, duh. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I think is hilarious about uh, the government or like the city council trying to deny it is that everybody knows that during in that during those times, those stop through towns were sex towns. Basically, they were supposed Fly and sex. That's what you got. Easy money. Easy money. And there's always like a saloon. Saloon was like the first building and usually a church. Yep. You can get all your stops done. So I just thought it was kind of funny that they tried to deny it. This place was different. Yeah. It wasn't. Keep saying it. People are people. So the reason why it is also pretty plausible is just the sheer amount of people who were mining and logging in the area. Bond Street was known particularly as being kind of like the red light district. And it had all the bars and what people thought were the seedy hotels that had those brothels in them. That's where they were all located. And that's where he had built his... Hotel, so it's kind of hard for me to like believe that that's not what 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 his intention was building this. Right, he was smart man. 
He was smart man. How did he die? I'll tell you in a bit. But uh, he okay and just like died of being uh, probably like forty five. I don't know, old. I guess he just uh, turned old <laughs> at forty five. He said bye. He was a giant man who smoked cigars and lived fast. And you're right. You know, drank 45? a bunch of whiskey. Forty five, maybe fifteen years. Maybe fifty if he was lucky. It, even up until the nineteen fifties, Bond Street was still known as having a terrible reputation. Oregon had approved, like the whole state had approved prohibition five years before the rest of the country. That's just crazy because now they're just full of bars. Well, and that's the thing, but they approved it, but they were the only ones who had special circumstances. So they banned like spirits, but they still were allowing beer. Okay. Beer's not alcohol. Exactly. Prohibition so, light. Yeah, prohibition Basically light. water. <laughs> prohibition light. Um, and they still had gambling halls and secret drinking rooms, but they basically only went forward with banning spirits in Bend because they didn't like this one bar called the Log Cabin Saloon. So they banned spirits because it was the only bar that served spirits still. So they're like, only beer. So they didn't like that guy. They didn't like that guy. He didn't pay or whatever. And they relaxed the beer laws because they all still wanted to drink that. Maybe his mustache and his wiener weren't weren't up to par. You know what? Maybe he should have, he should have really showed it off. Like put some flair on the penis or Mm -hmm. something. It was just really embarrassing for his proportion though. Yeah, you're right. He couldn't grow a mustache. Well, this was Downing. That was was a log cabin saloon. That was different. Um, I don't know who owned that one, but yeah, his penis and his mustache were wimpy, 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 I guess. Even though they like adamantly deny that one of the most prominent men in town were involved in such the dealings. It's just like not adding up because he was allowed to operate his hotel without any interruption. And it's also kind of eyebrow raising because there was a fight at a brothel and it was like a well-known brothel in the area. And it was at an, a, a card game that they hosted every week. And instead of banning officially having verbiage to ban and brothels, they banned gambling. Hmm. So they were like, no more gambling. That had to be the cause of this. Of it's not that we were at drinking at an illegal brothel. No. Not that. It wasn't that. Don't be gambling. Well, if people win too much money, then they're going to open more brothels, and then you have a whole competition going. Mm-hmm. I, can get, I can wrap my head around that. Yeah, right? It, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so they really cracked down hard on the ca- uh, the card games and started going to the bars, and they did not actually attempt to what they called cleaning up the city, quote-unquote, until about 1932, and that's when they passed laws to ban brothels and, you know, stay on that path of the prohibition and whatnot. So beer as well and they went. Yeah. Tried to clean up the city. Even though they were still allowing a lot of places that served beer, the gambling and the sex shops, they were a no-go anymore, I guess. Mm. Yeah. No more fun times. (laughs) So this restaurant that 
William P. Downing opened was known as like a fine dining restaurant. That's what he tried to put it as. However, it was in such a rough part of downtown that it seemed really out of place. Oh. When they went to do construction, they found 20 cozy rooms in the back facing the Bond Street side. Cozy rooms were... Basically just little one rooms with a bed. They're cozy rooms. They're cozy rooms. And they're literally for going up, doing it, and coming back down. They're getting cozy. And they knew that this was like made into the plan of the building because these ones were built with skylights, which were the only ones in the city. So the skylights were if you were not... if you didn't have the money to partake it and you just had a little bit of money, you could watch. Huh. Oh, so it was for, like boy- for boyers. Yeah. Okay. It so was they had to like... So would they have to like get on the roof? Or? Yeah. They had like a little like ladder. And so, and but this was the only building in town that had skylights. And it was specifically in these tiny little cozy rooms, which they say are for sleep. So why would it be bright in a room that's specially designed for sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Extracurricular activities voyeurism. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what this was built for. And they had exhibitionists. Yeah. They weren't on any of the plans either because they just discovered them during renovations. They're like, what is this? The whole fucking room. That looks so cozy. There's 20 of them. That's a big operation. It really is. It's a lot of skylight rooms. Yeah. yeah. So today there is a nightclub that occupies the, the building. And a lady in a green velvet dress is said to occupy this space. She's been seen all over the building, meandering through the hallways, and then just disappearing. Which a green velvet dress is up my alley. I, yeah, I was just going to say that. That sounds lovely. I have a jumpsuit in green velvet, and I love it so much. Hmm. I could see you in that. You did, on the cruise. Yeah, but like a green velvet. Oh, whole yeah. Get, like a dress. A whole get up. Yeah. No legs. I, I love no that. Legs. No leg holes. No leg holes. Wait, could you see me with no legs? Or is I would it? love you either way. Oh, thank you. Would you backpack me? No. Oh. No, not. If I had no legs... Maybe. I'm obsessed. If I had no legs, would you backpack me? Probably would. Oh, thanks. Anytime, Luke. You know that's my dream with two chains, so. I know. Man, what a wonderful world that would be. (laughs) Okay. So, I have this fantasy, and it is a legit fantasy, about two chains. He is a very tall, muscular man. And I actually did uh, comment this on one of his photos one time, just so he knew uh, what I was thinking about. But he, I I just want him to wear me on the front of him in like a kangaroo pouch. Mm -hmm. Like one of those baby carriers with the legs. And yeah, a little baby Bjorn. And like just go about his day with me on his front. I just would love that so much. I think about it all the time. You just want to be hauled around by two chains and a baby beard? <laughs> yes! Two chains is in the actual two chains and not two chains as the group of people, right? Yes, like like two chains, titty boy. That guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, into it. That's okay. all. If I, if anybody was like, Ashley, you can have one of your most sexual fantasies granted, that, that would, would be, be it. it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Just 
free weight hanging out with Sooch. I mean, he would definitely pass his blood just down, like, down, like, just down one, just down one body. And I, it would be so cute. I'd just be like, oh, thank you, Drew James. And then, like, it would come back up, and it would be just so cute. And then, like, maybe he could, like, rap, and I could ad-lib. You know, just right there. I hope this can happen one day. Maybe <laughs> one day know. 2 Chains will listen, or right. someone who listens knows 2 Chains and can help make this a reality. If anybody could ever do this for make me, fundraise. I, oh my gosh, I would do so many things to make this happen. I'll just leave I it too. Right. Just take that and put that in your back pocket as you're meeting people hoping that they're 2 Chains so you can help me out so I can help you out. Oh, my God. Meg, you would support this casa, right? You would offer your services to make it happen? I mean, what what I can do, for sure. There you go. I would make muffins. I guess I'll offer behavior. services, you know? Behavior (laughs) analytic services so she can ride on two chains like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And a carrier. I'll do other things. But yeah, she's a back to this lady green. <laughs> she is speculated to be the widder, the widow, the widder. Oh. Widow. Yeah. Uh, she's speculated to be the widow of Downey, who committed suicide after learning that she cheated on him. That's the story of this lady, or she's a lady of the night from one of those 20 cozy rooms. I hope she was in a cozy room. I really hope both is true. She sounds like she's living her best life in the afterlife, so. Yeah. She's got that green dress. Cheers to her. Cheers Stay cozy. to her. Stay cozy. You know, if I had the option of what to wear in the afterlife, a velvet dress would be high on the list. Not for me. No, me neither. What would you choose? I mean, probably sweats. Probably some shorts. They're not a whole lot. Yeah. If I'm a ghost, like would you a nice hoodie? Would it depend on where you, like, died at to be, like, I don't know if ghosts get cold, I guess is the biggest this thing. This is ghost science, actually. I don't know. Well, I'm I haunting know. a building going, or a person. We're going back to ghost science, I guess. Um, I guess dealer's choice. If you were haunting a building, you'd really have to think about the temperature of the building. Because eventually it's going to get abandoned. That's true. So you're going to have to plan ahead. I guess in that case I would do a windbreaker sweatsuit. But I would just assume it's whatever I'm wearing. Possibly. Yeah. Are you just dying what you're wearing? Oh, man. I hope not. I've never seen I a ghost never look good. Fedora, you know? Yeah. I never look good when I'm out and about. So, like, I would be, I guess, default in sweats. Yeah. Sweats are uh, like, like, who's that homeless ghost walking around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just Ashley. I remember her. I remember her. Well, yeah, that's my story. So, that's what I got for you. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome. Vendor again. Haunted. You've reunited my love for multi-purpose buildings. I'm so glad. Maybe one day I'll have my own multi-purpose building and use it for multi-purpose uses. You know, where uh, there is one for sale is Millican, Oregon. Oh. Look forward to that episode coming out where I offer very generously Meg to buy this Millican, Oregon for $1 million. It's for sale. Just a measly $1 million for a whole town, Kaylee. And that's a million in today's money? Yeah. It's Perfect. Like for, it's for sale tomorrow. I mean, I guess today, too, but... If I had $50 million, I guess that would be a conversation. Why would you need 50 when you only need one? Oh, just one. It's just one of them. Just that's one too good of a deal. I think I was still yeah. thinking the $50,000. Ah. Like, and how 
in 1910, $50,000 is the equivalent to $1,600,000. That's so 678 and 42 cents. And he today. just is like, gamble, gamble, he gamble. He must have been so bad at it. So bad. Or maybe he bet a large amount of money on one very terrible game. Maybe he got lost in a cozy room. Oh. Maybe they just say, quote unquote, gambling. I hope he got robbed. That would be... I'm sure... You know, let's just say it's a combination of all of it, I'm sure. Maybe he ate it. Maybe he ate it. Yeah. Bend Oregon. Bend Oregon. Multi-purpose buildings. uh, Historical societies being ghosts all up in there. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. I hope you enjoyed it. Children ghosts. Um, We are really uh, excited to have Kaylee come record with us. We're going to have three members of this little recording party now and it just it adds a little something extra we felt like we were missing a little bit of in the last season and I think we found it oh yeah I can help yeah happy to be here very excited to see where all these adventures take us yeah so that's what I got for you I hope you enjoyed it and uh, keep listening if you like bye bye, bye. bye.